Hey, good morning, my dear friends. Let's skip here. December the 20th, 2023. Coming down to the end of the wire with Christmas time. Uh, and of course, New Year's. Uh, my wife and I are getting ready to go on a, a big trip, just her and I. To, uh, we're going to take a cruise to the Caribbean uh, in January. So maybe I'll, if I can, I'll, I'll try to find a way maybe to give a podcast or two. Uh, we're leaving in the middle of January. Uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting past middle age here. And... Uh, my wife is about five years younger than me, uh, so we're we're just in that place where it's time to, you know, reconnect, and our kids are getting grown, and it's just part of life, right? You, we married each other young, and we raised kids, and now it's time to spend some time just us, and it's a good thing. So, uh, just a lot of a lot of planning going on, working hard lately. Uh, you know, there are some jobs that are really difficult, uh, and maybe you have one, but I'll tell you what, man, working, working in the public school system is, is a pretty tough gig. So that's just kind of a, what's going on in my life. I hope there are good things going on in your life also. I hope you are ready for Christmas or Hanukkah or Festivus or, uh, Kwanzaa or whatever it is you celebrate or nothing. I hope you are well and happy and uh, maybe celebrating life every day, which is probably the best thing to do. I want to kind of wrap up. Uh, it really hasn't been a series, but I've been talking about the identifiers of authenticity again. Uh, and it's important to not only talk about what's false, but it's also important to talk about what's more authentic, what's more real. And I know that's dualistic language. I mean, we live in a dualistic reality. But I think it's important to, to name both things if we are talking about spirituality. Because both things are a part of the spiritual journey. The fact that we recognize that we are in a false construct of human thought and that there is a way that we can find ourselves, find who we really are and live beyond that false way of understanding. So this is, um, I guess, part three <laughs> or at least another aspect of authenticity. I want to talk about thinking today. Thinking. Using your critical thought, using your thought process. And I will tell you, my friends, if you think that there isn't a false reality, uh, try to watch people think. Watch, people, watch how people reason. And I don't mean to judge, although I will tell you there are times when I do. Uh, certainly frustrating to watch. Uh, but the ability 
to think deeply and to think critically is a part of, must be a part of, a necessary part of a spiritual journey. I will tell you, and this is pretty self-evident, that it is rare and it is becoming more rare. And I don't mean I don't mean to be an alarmist. I don't mean to be dramatic. But I'm going to tell you, and I'm convinced of this, that the more insular we become with technology, the more we have diminished an already weak ability to think critically and to think deeply. And if we lose that ability individually and collectively, I guess I could say at least collectively, we have lost that ability to think critically, uh, then we let what is false sort of flourish. And we become in many ways disconnected from what is real. I'm convinced that one of the core aspects of the spiritual journey, and maybe I need to talk about this more, one of, one of the foundations we must have is the ability to think critically even about what we hold as sacred in our belief system. We have to be able to not just criticize. That's easy. Anybody can criticize. Criticism without thinking is just another form of cruelty, by the way. But we have to think profoundly and deeply. We, We have to employ that ability. And that ability to think critically and deeply. The ability to reject ideas, if need be, is something that we have to learn ourselves, relearn ourselves, and hopefully teach other people to do. Now, here's the trap. Here's the challenge with this. Is we we often hold ideas and concepts as as sacred without question and i'm not just talking about you know sort of conservative thinking or progressive thinking or left right liberal this you know uh conservative that <clears throat> um we even regardless of what part of that spectrum you may be on we have to be able to name the ways in which how we live as humans is not a reflection of who we truly are, regardless of what end or where you are at on the spectrum of these things (coughs) that we use to determine who we are in the world. Um, Religion is one of those things where I have seen. Well, there's a 
<laughs> I'm trying to be care- I'm trying to be careful here, but I, maybe I can't be. There's a tendency with religion and with politics and with science often to look for a solidified black and white answer. Because with these things, they can't thrive without without certainty. In other words, a religion is not going to pack the building every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever day. They're not going to fill the coffers. They're not going to perpetuate themselves unless they have something certain to offer because the reality we've created wants you to look for certainty. And the same with politics. Now, there may be things that are closer to authentic. There may be uh, political ideas, religious ideas that aren't so restrictive. But ultimately, if we look at this, everything has to have an enemy here, right? Now, I mentioned science, and science is a little different in that at least with science, there's a method to uncovering truth. Although I will say this, often that method is ignored, and what is presented to us as science uh, is, is just another product to be bought probably a whole podcast in and of itself at some point. So the ability to question, the ability to think, is vital to who we are. But unfortunately, uh, in many ways, the false reality we've created has deemed that ability as not important or weak, even, if you will. The ability to think critically is vital. Let me give you a story. About 25 years ago now, eh, yeah, eh, maybe 21, 22, I worked in a warehouse. And there was a gentleman there who I would have conversations with a nice guy I forget his name but seemed like a nice guy and he belonged to a very strict sort of Lutheran church very fundamentalist in their own set of beliefs one of those places where you either went to their church or you went to hell one of those places he didn't necessarily Foist that on people, but he wasn't quiet about it either. And I remember I was studying, looking at near-death experiences, NDEs, which is where people, and you know this, but I, I better explain it. At the moment of death, many, many, many people have very similar experiences. And... So I was in this conversation, and this and this gentleman spoke up and said, well, we're told in our church that near-death experiences are caused by the devil. And 
I guess my jaw probably must have hit the ground. Um, I knew at that moment the conversa- any real conversation was over. <clears throat> because this guy, who seemed like a decent guy, had either not learned how to think or checked his ability to think or, or never learned to question even his own beliefs. As I recall the conversation, of course, it's been many years ago, I politely found a way out of it, as I tend to do when I realize it will not be fruitful. Uh, but it stuck with me. Now, I will tell you, as a, as a former clergy person, uh, I talked to probably two dozen people who had near-death experiences. And a lot of these people came back with a different set of beliefs. <laughs> uh, a lot of these people came back more loving, more accepting, more understanding of diversity, more understanding of, of real hope, of real grace. Uh, now, maybe that's because they came close to death and they realized the importance. Maybe it was because of their particular experience. I don't know. Um, but I think I thought about that conversation whenever I would talk to a person who had a near-death experience and came back more open, came back more loving. I hate to say this, but more people than not probably think like my acquaintance that I had a conversation with all those years ago. And the reason B is... <laughs> The reason that is, is because we are trained by a false construct of reality to seek out certainty, to validate our own identity. When in fact, the only way we can find our own identity, our authenticity, is when we are able to discern and to think deeply and to think clearly. Now, we can't live just out of conceptual thinking. At some point, that conceptual thinking must combine with experience, the experience of love, the experience of kindness. I remember very early on in my spiritual journey, I consumed copious amounts of information about spirituality <clears throat> and I'm not opposed to that anymore but I don't do it as much because I was able to think through all the books I read you know my degree is in religion I was able to process that I was able to process all the stuff I was handed by other people and, and just come to an understanding that some of these things have great points, some of them don't. Most of what we acquire spiritually and, and, and even in finding meaning, uh, you know, uh, this stuff is still part of people struggling, you know, people questioning. And, and we need to understand that when we're handed a book by a writer, if, if we don't see that writer struggling with questions, we, at least for me, I don't read it, you know, and I want you to hear this from me, that I'm still struggling with the questions of authenticity and of reality. <clears throat>
every day, profoundly. So it's that ability to think critically and be able to say, hopefully with as least trauma as possible, be able to say at some point that if a belief is an impediment to your growth, be able to think through enough of that to reject it and to move into a new place spiritually. Anyway, there you are, my friends. A little podcast on critical thinking. It's vital. It's a must. Uh, it's as important as any spiritual discipline. That's for sure. Anyway, thanks, friends. Uh, I will uh, talk to you tomorrow morning. See you then. Bye-bye.